We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And the kid is like, why are you here? And I was like, well, I'm interning for your dad. And she was like, but why are you so young? And I was like, uh, because your dad likes to hire college girls to be around him. <laughs> like, as it's coming out of your mouth, you're like, oh, She's no. like, wait, why are you drinking a daiquiri and why are you in a bikini? It's like, it's my job. Why are there cameras in the bathroom? <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. It's Hannah Dickinson. I'm here with Skylar. Hey. What's up? Right? Singing mood. Uh, yeah, I kept Skylar on hold because I was texting a guy back, and um, you know, I don't play games. I'm trying to get married immediately, so. Do not derail that train. I can't. I can't. You know, like I said, I, I made an Instagram story about this, so I'm repeating myself a little bit, but I'm actually just further promoting it. I, um... I had a moment of panic this weekend that I was moving out in February and I was like, okay, it's halfway through December. I'm going home for a bit. I I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. So I'm like, I need to figure this out, look at places. And then I was like, oh, if I had a boyfriend, I could get like a really sweet one bedroom Mm -hmm. like you have. Yeah. Yeah. Your apartment's fucking sick. So that's the goal. Mm -hmm. And so I made an Instagram post looking for a boyfriend, a.k.a. roommate. How'd that go? I got a couple requests. But they're like 22 years old. And I'm like, "Mm, sir, I can't be your guarantor. So you're going to have to meet my father. And that seems complicated in COVID. So it looks like I'll be living alone. Good. But apartments are so cheap right now in New York. So I'm kind of hoping that the vaccine doesn't get too circulated before March because I would like to live in the city. Yeah. I don't want to live with a stranger. I don't recommend it. Don't do it. Yeah. You've had a lot of bad roommates. A lot of bad roommates. What's like the worst roommate experience you've had? My, the, just the worst roommate I have ever had, ever, ever had. Like it was a year of hell. Um, I, he was a guy, I was a girl. Could I make it any more obvious? (laughs) Um, he had a habit of like, just kind of inviting people over, which I'm chill with. Like, I like it when people are over and just like show up to my apartment and I'm like, oh, people on the couch, this is fine. But He did it one time where he was going out of town and he had a dog and he was leaving his dog there. So I'm like, this is fine, but like, I can't take care of the dog all the time. I have a life and things to do. So as long as you make sure the dog is taken care of, this is fine. This is cool. He's like, yeah, for sure. Not for sure. Um, At one point, he texted me during the day. He's like, okay, 
what time are you going to be there until tonight? Because I have somebody coming over to take the dog out, but I don't know when they're going to be there. So like there might be some overlap or you might need to put the dog away. I'm like, okay, I have to leave at 530. So as long as they're here a little bit before that to take him out, whatever, that's fine. And he's like, oh, yeah, they can be there by five. They'll take the dog on a really long walk, hang out for a little bit, and then probably leave when you leave. I'm like, great, because I didn't want someone that I didn't know in our apartment. So I'm around all day. This person never shows up. I never hear anything. 5.30 rolls around, and I have to go. And I think I did take the dog out because I felt really bad for this dog. Like, it was not well taken care of at all. So I took the dog out, and then I texted him. I'm like, hey, your person never showed up, so I don't know what the deal is. The dog should be okay for a little bit, but... I'm probably not coming home tonight, so I don't know what to tell you. He goes, oh, no, it should be fine. Like, he should be there any minute. I'm like, okay, well, I really don't want this random person in our apartment, but if they can guarantee to be in and out when they take the dog, then that's okay. He's like, yeah, no problem. So I ended up going out, and I did end up coming home that night, but super late, like 2.30 in the morning, because this is when I was cool. And I came in, and our door was unlocked, number one, which I'm like, that's not good, but maybe the dude didn't have a key whatever I walk in the dog has like torn shit up so there's stuff all over our apartment and then this guy and a girl are sitting on our couch neither of whom I know have shot glasses all around so they've been drinking they had half an eaten pizza and then like a six pack of tall boys that was half gone so they'd been there a while and this was his dog walker alleged I don't even know who the fuck this was so yeah that was my first reaction I'm like did you just think that like you were hanging out in this apartment all night like you fucking weirdo so I looked at him and I like looked at both of them like I'm not the one that needs to offer up an explanation right now like who the fuck are you and they're like oh we're friends I'm like okay well you do need to leave like you should not be in my apartment right now they're like no he said it was cool I'm like he didn't tell me it was cool so it is definitely not cool you need to get out now and I'm like have you walked the dog they're like no I'm like cool you need to do that too so I'm here we've met take the dog on a walk bring him back and you need to leave because at that point I'm like I'm not taking this dog out at 2 30 um, and I'm also drunk so they do they take the dog out they come back and I'm like standing in the living room when they come back defiant because I'm like get the fuck out of here and also I want to finish this pizza so they do and I I think I while they were out I like called my roommate or texted him or something and I'm like hey this is fucked up this is what I just came home to he's like no no it's chill I told him it was chill I'm like it is not chill this isn't chill and this happened three more times within the course of me living with him was it different people or the same different random people I didn't know always men and I always explained to him I don't want a random man I don't know in my apartment and there were several times when I would just like walk in and there'd be some dude or several dudes I don't know sitting on my couch without him there like that's just like the tip of the iceberg of some of the shit he did but he was the absolute worst that's so crazy it happened three more times when after the first time you I like lost my shit it's not like I was just like oh it's cool it's fine no it was not cool ever and he just had random people come over when he wasn't home yes because they were helping him out or he's like it's chill it's fine I'm like have you met me If I was ever chill towards him, I might have gotten it. I was never a relaxed person around him. I was the worst because I'm like, this is my only way to deal with any of this. Like, I don't want you to think it's okay. I don't want you to think I'm cool with it. So I'm going to be a huge ass bitch about it. So you don't do it. And you still did. Well, it's probably because you got bitchier and then he's like, I don't fucking care anymore. He probably did. He was a huge sociopath too. Like, he also claimed to be like a real estate CEO, but would pay me three weeks late on rent. He would have to make rent by going and betting on sports. 
And I knew that because he was stupid enough to leave the receipts from sports betting all over our apartment. He was just a fucking idiot. And this is like, I realized he was a horrible roommate when a roommate that I had several years ago was like a drug addict and she would pop Percocet and chug a bottle of wine and then like have screaming fights on the phone at midnight and then come into my room crying while blacked out. And he was worse than her. Like when you outdo that bitch, you've done something. Yes, seriously. I mean, that's the thing with New York. It is scary. Like this guy I worked with, I worked at a gym when I was in LA and I met this guy who was younger than me and he was so fun. He was like this really fun gay guy. And like he didn't have a great work ethic at a gym. But like if you're working at a gym as an adult, who has good work ethic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't try at that job. I was like, this is not my career. I'm not trying to sanitize, because it was a spin studio. So I was like, uh, I'm not trying to sanitize shoes for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm here to make the $15 an hour and get the free workouts. Yeah. So when I told my coworkers, I was like, oh, I'm moving to New York. And like, actually, I'm going to live with. They were like, why are you going to live with him? He's a fucking crazy person. He does not work. He makes excuses. And I was like, no, he's my friend. Like, I don't care. Within two months of living together, I was like, holy fuck, he's a crazy person. (laughs) He would steal from me and like he would steal from me in a weird way because he would steal like small things. Yeah. Like you wouldn't notice kind of things. Yeah. Like he he clearly stole my charger once. And then one time I bought like a big pack of gum, like one of those that you have, which I don't care. Of course, take some. I don't care. Yeah. Take as much gum as you want. I bought a huge thing. I bought it like a family size pack, but it was gone off the counter. And I was like, hey, did you take that to work? And he was like, nope. It's like, oh, it must have been our third roommate. <laughs> exactly. He would just do shit like that. And even though it was small, like it was it was really small things. It's almost weirder when it's small and someone denies it because it's like, well, I know you did. And since it's so insignificant, it's weird that you're acting like it didn't happen. Exactly. It just it felt weird to me. And I, it feels weird even being like he stole my gum. But it was just the weirdness of the situation. It wasn't about yeah. what it was it, because it was so insignificant. I was yeah. like. Okay, you could have just told me you took it and like aren't bringing it back. Like that's le- that would be less weird than yeah, like be such a fucking power move. He's, he's like, hey, thanks for that gum. I took all of it, and you're like, no problem. I'll buy more. I don't know. He would just do things that was that were really sketchy with money. And then one day he goes, yeah, I moved back to LA. I can't do New York after three months because he stopped going to work and he lost his job. Hmm. But yeah, so that was just a weird experience I had, and it was weird too because we were kind of friends, but like. He just was so sketchy about stuff. And I mean, he didn't have people, but I started locking my door when I left. Oh, yeah. I don't trust anything. And I and I hated living in that paranoia. Like if he's stealing this fucking gum that he can't admit to, what the fuck else would he take? Um, Your tweezers, maybe, because that's what mine stole. For God knows what reason. I still don't want to know why he was plucking his asshole. Maybe I've done that. Hmm. But. It was all like I would start to let him know. I'm like, oh, yeah, like I watched <laughs> this is so stupid, but I watched so much so much CSI growing up. Like I got really good at like knowing where things are in a room because if I ever took something, I would know where to put it back. Like basically saying like I could never be committed of a crime because I wouldn't get caught. I'm like, but that means I can like in my own bedroom, especially I know where all my shit is at all times. Like even something that's a little askew, I made it that way because is that true did you just tell him no that's how I am now I'm like psychopathic but especially with him I was letting him know I'm like if you take something or move something like I know if you've been in there because I know when it feels off because at that point I'm like no one else should be in this room ever but every time I could tell something was off with it I'm like what happened here so I would be afraid to go home I would 
find things to go do and errands to go run. I probably wasted so much money in that year just by being like, let me just stop off at like Marshall's or Target on the way home because I didn't want to be there. And I'm like, I could probably buy something at this point, like anything. Yeah. My mom was like, well, why don't you just start going on the roommate app or whatever? And I was like, I don't want to be living with someone that I could potentially that could potentially steal from me or they don't feel comfortable with. When I first moved to New York, I lived in Queens and I got very, I will say, she and I had our differences a little bit, but for the most part, the roommate that I found via like, it wasn't roomy, but it was something like that. was totally normal. She was totally fine. Like the worst part about her was that she cleaned too much. And in retrospect, I'm like, that's a pretty fucking sweet deal. Like I came home, she got really, really high all the time. And I came home one day and she was like scrubbing our baseboards at midnight she came out she's like oh i'm so sorry i'm sorry i'm being loud is like, she high on weed or coke or meth weed oh yeah who gets high on weed and cleans i don't know that's not normal i don't think it didn't bother me we had really clean baseboards wouldn't bother me at all it was fantastic like i remember just walking out she's like i'm so sorry am i being loud i'm like this is a little weird but this could go about ten thousand worse ways someone doing cleaning the baseboard she sounds like goddamn cinderella she was fantastic i should have stayed in Forest Hills, Queens for the rest of my life. And that's what's scary about signing with someone random is like, you know, you are locked into a lease. So if it's someone that like really sucks, I just like after this year with this terrible pandemic, I'm like, I can't risk having another year. where I'm like, I can't be home, but I'm also scared not to be home because she might be going through my shit or they might be going through my shit. Yeah, I (laughs) I think about to my freshman year of college, I was the bad roommate. (laughs) uh for sure well my roommate she was so I did random because I tried to find a roommate on Facebook but I wasn't cool enough and my pictures weren't enough of a sell so I did random and it was a girl who's an engineer and she was very um (laughs) she was very studious Mm -hmm. very studious and my freshman year I was a blackout good so one night This is the worst roommate story, and I'm going to sound like such an asshole. So one night I come home from, it was like a Wednesday night. I, I, in freshman year of college, I went out Monday through Saturday. Yeah. I was insane. And it was a Wednesday night, and I just remember this fucking bitch, Meredith. Fuck you, Meredith. She was like, um, and I wasn't that drunk because I remember her saying this. Yeah. But she goes, ugh, you're way too drunk for a Wednesday night. And I was like, you're bringing Lily Pulitzer at a fucking frat party. Relax, Connecticut. Um, She's a bitch. Anyway, so (laughs) I really hate that girl. (laughs) Anyway. um, Hannah needs a moment. Yeah, I need a moment of where I was going with that story. I kind of just got lost in the fury of Meredith. Anyway, so so I was too drunk for sure. She was accurate. Let's put it that way. And I come home and I was talking to these guys in the lobby who I was friends with. And then I go upstairs and I I go wash my face and like brush my teeth. So that's how I know I wasn't that drunk. Like I was drunk for a Wednesday, but I wasn't. But you took care of yourself. Yeah, I I brush and I put on a robe. I put on my pajamas. So I get into bed and I hear a knock at the door and I'm like, this is weird. So I open it and it's my building advisor. And she was like, we heard. And I'm at this point, my makeup's off. I'm in pajamas. So I'm like, uh, hello. And she's like, yeah, we heard your roommate was really drunk in the lobby and extremely loud. And 
we need to uh, come in and report her. And I just look back at my roommate, who's been sleeping four hours at this point. <laughs> like, she's been asleep since 8 p.m. Yeah. And I look back at her, and I was like, I, and then I look back to the uh, building advisor, and I was like, yeah, she was a wreck. <laughs> she was an absolute wreck. She came in stumbling, and don't worry, I put her to bed. I put her on her side, and she's good. I'm, I'm going to watch her for a bit, and I think she'll be okay. And the building <laughs> advisor was like, okay, well, we need her keys. I need her to see her student ID so that we can write her up. And I go, you know, she was such a mess. She lost it. It's gone. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I know you think you're an asshole, but you're kind of a bro in this story, too. Oh, no, like, Mike. you're throwing her under the bus, but, like... Also but I'm also not to the giving her. Afterwards. Yeah, I'm not giving away her information. Right. I was like, I can't give away her information. I was like, she's such a good person. Let's just forget about this whole thing. She wasn't <laughs> even that loud. I think. It's like, I got it, guys. And they Thanks. were like, okay, well, the fact that she lost everything and she was such a mess, we need to come in and make sure she's okay. We heard she's really bad. And I was like, all right, you can come in, check her out. So my roommate is literally sleeping, Jesus. and the. Building advisor and her little assistant, whatever that person was, they walk in and they're like leaning over her like, okay, she seems like not drunk. Like she, this girl is literally in a pajama set and basketball. Question, could they not tell how drunk you were? Literally could not. That's amazing. And that's why I'm like, that, I know I wasn't that drunk because I'm literally having a full blown. Yeah. I'm manipulating you right now. Yeah. How drunk could I possibly You're be? You're acting. Quite yeah. honestly, the fact that no one got this on tape that you can add to a reel <laughs> is so unfortunate. Yeah. So they're walking in and they're leaning over her. And all of a sudden I see the building advisor put two fingers under her nose, like checking for her to see if she's breathing. And she's obviously breathing fine yes because she's like never a, had a sober <laughs> sleeping human she's being also never had a drink in her life <laughs> then i started to feel bad because i was like okay if this if my roommate wakes up right now and someone is checking her pulse <laughs> like this is gonna be an awkward conversation tomorrow <laughs> so but then they like look at her and she just like she looks innocent like they looked at her side of the room and they looked at my side of the room mm. like her side was so perfectly put together mine looked like a fucking bomb went off yeah they looked, they look at me and they go, you are the drunk person, aren't you? And I go, yeah, but I can't be that drunk if you fell for it. They were like, okay, we need to go outside and talk about this. And they were like, we can't believe you're just going to throw your roommate out of the bus. I was like, I wasn't. I was trying to save her. And they were like, you were. I am such a good friend. I'm like, I'm the best roommate fucking ever. They were, so I got written up. Yeah. Anyway. But, um, and my roommate, the funniest part is she literally never woke up and does not know that story. <laughs> like to this day, does not know that I tried to sacrifice her. <laughs> Here's the thing. I wasn't going to let her get in trouble. I truly was not. And that was in my head. I was like, I think they'll come in and see that she's breathing and then walk away. Yeah. And then like, if they were to go up to her, she'd be like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I guess I was pretty shitty. I did that, but. Yeah. I wasn't about to give her information up or anything. I mean, the fact that you pulled out the story where it's like, mm, she lost her ID. I'm so sorry. But, you know, it's good. Like, you were trying. <laughs> it sounds so funny to defend you for something that she didn't do. But, like. <laughs> I was, like, a really good wingman in that. You I were. Was, I was a fucking homie. In that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just feels like a lot to try to find an apartment and a roommate. I'm like, this feels. I mean, if you start now and you've got till the end of February. End of March. No. March. I mean, yeah. You're just gaining time all over the place here. But living alone is probably the fucking best. Like, I think it would be really nice to just, if I leave something out or something, I don't have to worry about like yeah. pissing someone off. Yeah. 
or I can shower whenever I want mm-hmm. or just like that's so nice. Yeah. New York fucking sucks kind of. I'm like looking at places to live alone and I'm like, okay, so the choices are a roommate or a dishwasher and I fucking hate hand washing dishes. Do you have a dishwasher? No. Uh, I haven't had this is the first time I've had a microwave in my apartment since two thousand 16 or 17 isn't it crazy how new york lives the things you get used to are barbaric it's fucking insane i haven't had a dishwasher since i first so since 2015 or 16 too but that's the thing about new york is like i'm looking at places and i'm like okay it's gonna be a shoebox full of rats and i'm gonna have to hand wash everything out of the toilet but damn at least when i walk outside my building there's a homeless man yelling at me and throwing a cup of piss like what am i doing <laughs> uh, uh, wait, oh oh this is a good this is a good price two thousand dollars so i can use a ladder to get to my bed i'm like i've been looking like at i'm so- not living in a fucking tree house no literally the amount of apartments that you have to climb a ladder to get in your bed i'm like i there's just something about that that doesn't feel good no but i recently realized okay we'll do this for a little because so I recently realized in quarantine I want a kid, but I don't know if it's just because I'm lonely that I'm like, I think I want kids. I mean, get that dog before you get a kid. Well, I'm not going to have a kid now, but I'm going to have, I've always been like, "Ah, I don't think I'll have kids because I got so crazy in college. I was like, no way I'm having kids. And now I'm like, fuck, I guess I want them. The weird part about having kids or like realizing you want to have kids at 28, I feel like my clock has just started. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you've got a while. I do, but not as long as I, as a girl who decides she wants to have kids at 18. Yeah, but those girls live in Kentucky, and I can promise you they're not that happy. And they got, like, huge. <laughs> oh, well, that's a plus. But I mean, just, like, <laughs> I feel like now I'm like, okay, like, it's time to get serious. But it's like, I, don't, I never go to a grocery store with a list, right? right. Like, I always just kind of dilly-dally and just kind of walk around and figure out what I like and end up buying eight dips and nothing else. Right. But now... I'm comparing that to having a kid and I'm like going on a date. I can't just dilly dally anymore. No. Like I can't just spend all my you time. You gotta in the make hot a list. Food. Yeah. You, you literally. No more dating a- dips, Hannah. I mean, <laughs> I'm done with the dips. <laughs> I can't have any more dips in this pussy. Um, Ugh, gross. Mull that one over for a little bit longer. Like you got some time. Well, I have plenty of time because I literally I'm alone. <laughs> and now getting my period, I've been like. Fuck, I got my period. I know. God damn it. We're like, for a while, I was like, come on, come on, come on. Show Fingers me red, 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 Money on red. Do you have an IUD? No, those things terrify me. I know, they terrify me. I have it. been taking the pill. I took it religiously for the first, like, five years. Now it's just like I have it sitting on my desk. So I probably take it around the same time every day. But, like, I feel like those hormones are just in my body circulating. I have no idea, like, if that's exactly how it works. But I have, I'm going to jinx the fuck out of myself by saying this. But I've had zero scares in five years having sex with the same person. Oh, well, brag about it, Skylar. I mean, to be, I haven't ever, I don't even know if I've ever really zero had a scare. scares with the same person for five years. Well, but it, I've you, had 25 scares with 80 different but people. But I know, but you need a little bit of that excitement every now and then. Because the difficult thing is, like, whereas you just figured out you want kids, like, I'm at the point where I'm like, they've always kind of been on the agenda. I've always known I've wanted them. Just, I've wanted to put it off because I wanted to be a shithead first. But I've now hit the point where, like, if I had gotten pregnant, four years ago my mom probably would have freaked out 
and that baby probably wouldn't have happened. Now, if I got pregnant and I was like, oh, I'm not so sure. I have to have that fucking baby because. Yeah, you are too old to get an abortion. Yeah. It's so funny. I talk to my friends in their 30s who are in relationships and they all say that. They're yeah. like, well, now I'm too old. Yeah, now like- I have to have it. And it'd be like, well, I mean, you're probably going to get married anyway. So you might as well just have the baby. I'm like, no, but I want to be skinny in my wedding dress. I don't want it to be like, oh, she looks a little chubby in her pictures and then I'm holding a baby and it's like, oh, well, it's fine because she's a mom. It's like, no, the wedding is when you're like, I think it's chic to have a baby before a wedding. Is it? It's like very French. I think I just made that up. But I think you did too. I think I would be very city of me. Yeah, it would be very New York. Yes. Miranda Hobbs. So Miranda Hobbs. But like I prefer to be more of a Charlotte. So yeah, you are kind of a Charlotte. Got a little bit of a Charlotte thing going on. I think Charlotte and Miranda would be my ideal combo. I don't really have a lot of Samantha in me. And Carrie gets on my fucking nerves. My coworker goes, Hannah, you're like a Samantha in the way that you act. And then a Carrie in the way that you own a laptop. <laughs> I was like, that is pretty much all. I Carrie don't is. own the laptop, actually. It's <laughs> co- property of I, which is even more Carrie. <laughs> um, OK, let's introduce our guest. Our guest today is my friend from college, one of my roommates from college. Good experience. Good experience. Good experience. Good yeah. Um, our couch was so fucking gross. So many people peed on it. Ew. Yeah. Literally, like, our couch, for some reason, was the blackout couch that people just, like, slept on and happened to pee on. We had, like, four people pee on our couch. Ew. It was Who did you hang out with? <laughs> people like me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, like, looking in a mirror. She was the co-writer on my Snapchat show, Get Money, which is on Snapchat. You can look that up. I don't know if anyone knows that exists. And, all right, let's give it up for Kate Loveless. Yes. What a name. I know, right? I, like, had to be up front with my family yesterday and be like, edibles, like, I I don't do well on edibles. And then I told them about our um, Rice Krispie fiasco. Yeah, Kate and I one time went to a Christmas party, and long story short, we had to get the fuck out of there. We were in a weird situation. I was too fucked up to drive, so we had to go sit in my car and wait for our other roommates to come and pick up my car. (laughs) And I was so hungry because I was so drunk. I had, you're supposed to have an eighth of the Rice Krispie? That was three. Yeah, we had three Rice Krispies. Oh my God. So the next morning, Kate and I wake up, and I'm like, I can't move my arms. <laughs> I tried to open a bottle of a, a jug of milk and I was like. You were trying to make coffee in the Keurig and you like couldn't get the buttons on the Keurig to go. And I was like, yeah, I just sat down in the shower for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst fucking feeling of waking up the next day and you can't break the high. I, I still, I mean, I haven't done edibles since then. Like I can't, I, I can't fuck with it. It's so funny. You're probably still coming down from it if you took three. <laughs> I, know, I still am. I've never been the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had really bad nights on edibles and the next night I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just do half. Right before I left for Palm Springs last week, I watched The Flight Attendant. Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet. You told me to watch it. This is my entire personality. But anyway, so The Flight Attendant is basically, she's getting more and more fucked up, but more fucked up shit's happening to her. But because she's fucked over so many people with her drinking, they're like, sure, the government's after you. Get your shit together. But literally- this is the show that you called me and you were like, is this me? (laughs) You were like, Hannah called me and she was like, I'm watching this show about someone who like, does too many drugs and like drinks too much and then like 
thinks her world is falling apart, but really she's just like so fucked up. Is that me? And I was like, I actually can't answer that because I'm not there. And so I don't know if the things you're telling me are true. Did I call you that night? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was so high. I thought the government was after me going to bed. I thought I posted my vagina on Instagram. That's how high I was. I was like, why would I do that? Oh my God, the worst nightmare. You know, when you like have like horny dreams and then you wake up and think that you've posted your horny dream or like you've like posted yourself jerking off to your horny dreams and you're like, oh my God. And then you check your Instagram. It's just like whatever boring thing you did the day before. And you're like, you're like, oh, thank God avocado toast. I'm like, I do post my horny dreams, but on Twitter, uh, that's, (laughs) (laughs) well, I don't tweet. So that's, I don't have that problem. Yeah. That's why you're in a happy relationship. Um, yeah, no, I just had this really bad panic attack and then we get to Palm Springs and I ordered more edibles. I'm like, I'm a fucking animal. See, I'm like only like that with other drugs. Like when I was at Bonnaroo that time and like I was waiting in line for the porta potties and found a little Ziploc of just like pressed pills that looked like dominoes. And I was like, hell yeah, like this looks good. But like, I'm not crazy. I'm only going to take like half of one and then like see how it affects me and then take the rest. And off of pills you found on the ground? By a porta potty at Bonnaroo. But I was like, felt more confident about that than I ever would with like a labeled FDA approved edible, like weed edible. I'd be like, I don't trust it. I don't know what could happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. It's like, before I did mushrooms, you were like, I don't know if you should. It's kind of like an edible. Mushrooms are so chill compared to an edible. It's true. Except for that one night I called you. I, man, I call you a lot in bad times. Um, when I was- <laughs> I am honored. <laughs> I'm like, I need you. I need you to bring me back to reality. Because I know you know drug culture. Yeah. <laughs> in college, Kate was like our druggy roommate. <laughs> My dad, like, met Kate, and he was like, so does Kate do a lot of drugs? And I was like, uh... And then he had told me that, so, like, I was never normal around her parents again. <laughs> Every time they were in town, I was like, oh, I just got back from the soup kitchen. <laughs> like, oh, trying to be so... <laughs> Sorry, I was writing my novel. How are you? Yeah. I'm just so <laughs> driven. I'm just... <laughs> Sorry, they were like, no, like, Hannah told us you dropped acid and mushrooms at... Coachella and I was like oh okay I I was just like yeah probably I don't know I don't hang around her when she does them (laughs) (laughs) but then like I told my dad I've been doing mushrooms in quarantine he's like man I love them do you have any and I was like okay so we're all the same (laughs) when I took them that one time it was weird the thing with mushrooms is like it really depends on the mushroom yeah because I've only had one terrible trip was that night I called you and I made you like stay on FaceTime until I fell asleep for two hours. For like four hours. <laughs> I took one mushroom that was really small and for it was like laced with, I don't know, but I could not. It was laced with your like bad emotional backdrop. <laughs> <laughs> it was laced with you. <laughs> it was like, I, well, it was like, I was in a really bad emotional state with, and then I was gonna call him and tell him that (laughs) wow you're a really good friend I was gonna call him and tell him that like I know we're supposed to be together like that's the way it's supposed to be I was like but correct me if I'm wrong if I'm if I shouldn't it, then you have to stay on the phone with me, otherwise I'm gonna do it. And she was like, yeah, I'm gonna stay on the phone with you the entire <laughs> I got nothing to do, so. <laughs> and also, I forgot this that. detail. We were watching, um, shit, what is that movie about the guy in Alabama? Um, 
he like gets someone out of prison who didn't commit the crime and it's like the innocence project Kim Kardashian. Anyway, what is it a kim kardashian documentary <laughs> exactly but it was we were watching this like really heavy scene this guy who's like committed a murder is like i know i did wrong but like i don't think i deserve to be sentenced to death and hannah's like do you think i should call him <laughs> This is a rom-com now. <laughs> I'm living in a rom-com. Shauna's <laughs> <Genre> rich. <laughs> Another funny story, so that Skylar knows our full history, is that Hannah and I were rivals for a hot minute Ooh. freshman year before we knew each other. So Kate lived in my building freshman year. We weren't friends. I had hooked up with a guy she was seeing unknowingly. Mm -hmm. I stole a whiteboard from her door unknowingly. I monogram on it. Oh my God. I didn't know you. I didn't know your fucking name. So Damn we were it. playing Truth or Dare, and it was like, go steal something from the other girl's floor. And I went and stole your whiteboard. And then, the, yeah, I hooked up with the guy you liked. And the John thing was that, like, I had hooked up with this guy one time, was in love with him. I was like, you know, planning our kids' names and get to this party. I'm playing beer pong, and Hannah, like, sidles up to him on the other side of the beer pong table. And I was like, oh, I like actually like, have something going here. Like, this is like, I'm about to close the deal. And then they just like walk off together. And I was like, who the fuck is this bitch? And then like called my Memphis friends back home and was like, look up this girl. And I like, I don't know how, but I found you. Had her. your friends look me up? That's yeah, we found you on Facebook. How <laughs> pissed were you that he left with me? You were still brunette, but you did have like some dance team photos. And I was like, she's a slut. She's a slut. <laughs> so funny because at that point I was a virgin. So I went back with him and he was like, <laughs> trying to have sex with me and I was like whoa and he was like oh you're a virgin ew I love that you had your friends in Memphis look me that's up that's awesome Ooh. oh yeah I don't know why you're friends with me <laughs> like I really didn't give a good lead in to this friendship <laughs> but no I just think it's funny how um with every guy you think is a total loser there's a few girls out there who've fallen for it there's like cool girls who have cried about him yeah. I used to, I feel like when I was younger, when girls would like obsess about guys who were such losers, I'd be so annoyed because I'd be like, yeah. what are you literally talking about? Like this mm -hmm. man is terrible. There's nothing good about him. But now when I see it, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I've been there. In hindsight, you can always see when your friends just did not like your boyfriend or your ex. It's like you think that your friend is being a bad friend, but like yeah. you oh, are they're actually being, being a huge friend. <laughs> the last guy I liked, I was convinced he liked me and like didn't yeah. know it. <laughs> well, that's always, that's the trap and that that's funny girls fall into because our moms say shit like he's intimidated and we believe it. I'm just like too funny, too smart, too good looking. Ugh. So he must like me because I'm better than him. You hear a girl say that and you're like, you're fucking psycho. But it was a true thought in my mind that he didn't know he liked me. Yeah. Like I remember being in high school, I watched a lot of Law and Order SVU. And when they would like have the court scenes where people would plea temporary insanity, I was like, that is like the most bogus claim ever. And I can't believe that the best court system in the entire world acknowledges that as real and then i went to college and fell in love with john and i'm like temporary insanity. Uh. <laughs> like, it's so real yeah the things you'll do totally. when you really really love someone or you think you do are yeah. insane when you no longer feel that way and you look back you're like oh no i mean in the words of kesha love is a drug like this but is like harder to get off of like you can just go to rehab and like they'll dry you out but you can't dry out from that shit. Yeah. The best way to make a girl fall in love with you 
is be into her and then pull back completely and, and walk away. And I will stalk you to your grave. I don't even need them to pull away. Like, if you think I'm cool, like, there's something good about you. <laughs> None of the guys that I've ever been in love with have been smoke shows. I've never, like, fallen in love with a hot guy because I'm not stupid. But do you remember Colin Waddell? He's in flight attendant. He went to USC. I've He's seen his name thrown around on Instagram a lot lately because of this show. He, yeah, so he's an actor and flight attendant, and he's so fucking hot. But um, I was talking to our other friend, and I was like, yeah, Colin has a girlfriend. And he goes, what does she look like? I'm like, what the fuck do you think she looks like? <laughs> She's obviously a supermodel. A perfect nose, dewy cheeks. Double D, you know, no, no, no like a nice C cup that she doesn't have to wear. Yeah, just perky, perky little things. And then like a zero waist. Yeah, she's literally a model. And I was like, what a fucking ridiculous question. But it's never the reverse. Do you know any couples who's the guy is hotter than the girl? I mean, me, my couple. Yeah, you both are hot. No, he's significantly better looking than I am. Like, and how does, does that he not have a personality? No, he does. He's funny, he's very smart, he's charismatic. Like, Why are you so mad at him for it? Because I had to develop this and like try and he just turned out that way. But like in turn, like were you asking for the reverse of like the hot girl and not hot guy? No, no, the girl is always hotter than the guy. Especially in the South, it yeah. rocks me to my core. Every time I have to go to one of these weddings back home, I'm like, I'm so glad y'all are happy because <laughs> I get those couples, like, really nice wedding gifts, because I'm like, you know what, girl? You deserve a KitchenAid. Yeah, I always, because I always go not for the lower. You got to aim for a six with a big dick. But how can you tell if they have a big dick? You have to have. Because they're a six, and they're confident. Mm -hmm. They're a six with a tens confident. But all sixes, in my mind, are confident. Because I, I, I think a lot of sixes think they're tens. That's a New York thing. Guys. If they make a lot of money, they think they're hot. I know. Yeah. I mean, I and did buy for longer than I should have because his apartment was so sick, but he I had mean, a soft voice. That Whitney? No. The one that got What's away. a soft voice? He like, um, I went out with a guy who kind of talked like this. And then we had like, sex yeah. and I was like, you're great. I said it like, whoa. Surprise. Like, whoa. <laughs> he was like so good. at It was just like, he really knew what he was doing. And I was like, I did not expect that. That's like, active. That's like some, some Barry White shit, you know, like... <laughs> Hey, baby. You know? Like, kind of high. And I was like, this. Yeah, that's very white. Like, a little bit of, like, a... Is it a tenor? Like, soft tenor. But he also liked to watch magic. It was it was problematic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know you why. You don't like to watch magic? No. Magic is the best. Like, hey, watching oh. it on, like, YouTube? No. no. There's a show on Netflix that okay. was a magic show. No, I, I like in-person magic. Yeah, so Kate actually in college was an assistant for a magician, which- But I not like a performing magician. Okay. Just yeah. a pedophile, I guess this is a better word. Right. <laughs> he was bald on top and had long hair. And then one day we were really drunk at a football game and Kate was like, I have to go home and get ready to go to the Magic Castle, which is this secret magic club in Hollywood that you have to have a membership for. So this guy had a membership to a magic club and- I, I feel like that place, I went on a date there by accident. Like, a guy invited me, and I was like, wait, this is a date? And he thought it was so special because he was taking me to the Magic Club. So many girls go to the Magic Club, and the magic is that guys trick women into going on a date with them. Like, that's the biggest trick of the Magic Club. Yeah. 
Well, what was crazy is I was 19, so I had to use my fake ID to get in. And when I got in there, there was this like French magician there. And I was drunk, so I wanted to speak French. And I'm talking to this man who's like, in French, he's like, why are you here? And I was like, well, I'm with this guy. Like, this is my boss. And he was like, oh, like, are you safe? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I'm with my boss. And he was like, this seems weird. <laughs> All in French. And I, it, like, the gear started turning. So then I just made up a lie that Hannah needed my help. And I had to go back home. And then, like, two days later, he sent me a text that was like, hey, I've been seeing this hot younger gal. In parentheses, 31. Again, I was 19. And he was like, um, I was wondering if you would join us for some fun because she like wants to have a threesome. Not necessarily for me to be involved, but to watch while YouTube fool around. And so I just didn't respond. This was like before iPhones. So I did have like a flip phone and I was like, I'll just act like the text didn't come through. But he sent it again. And I was like, God damn it, man. I got to quit now. Look what you did. Yeah. And then he tried to blackmail me and be like, oh, but you, like, you did drugs and went to a club underage with me. And I was like, yeah, that's bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> you're what, you're going to report that you gave a 19-year-old drugs and alcohol? You fucking Let's idiot. Think this through. You were a magician's assistant, straight up a magician's assistant. Yeah. But, like, what did you do? I don't even remember. Didn't you just, like, box DVDs? Yeah, I boxed a lot of DVDs, and he did have, like, a publishing company, so he was writing a book about, like, Houdini or something, and he had me editing photos, because he was like, I know that everyone in your generation knows how to use, like, Photoshop and shit, and I didn't know how, but I was like, <laughs> for sure, and he gives me this flash drive to edit magic photos, and it ends up being, like, obviously just a bunch of, like, nude photos of him. Uh, and I was like, I think I got the wrong USB. <laughs> like, I am happy to edit these. <laughs> okay, where did he get his money? I thought he was rich because he had an assistant. The amount of expendable income you need is very small. But I mean, he was paying me $13 an hour, which is like, honestly, to date, the most <laughs> I've ever been paid. <laughs> Don't say that. Are you laughing because that's a low amount? $13 an hour? Yes, Kate. Maybe but I should just have taken him up on the threesome then. Bump that baby up to 16. I Thanks. honestly considered it. I remember talking with Hannah and being like, do you think he would pay me? And she was like, I can't even answer the question. <laughs> I just like, I am curious what he would have paid because obviously he didn't have a hot younger girlfriend who wanted to sleep with a 19 year old. Obviously he was going to hire someone. Yeah. So it's like, if he's going to hire her, then what could I have? Probably $13 an hour. I already walked on back for him, which like is a sex act in some countries. Oh yeah, you would walk on his back, wouldn't you? How did you get that job as a magician's assistant? Was it on the USC job board? It was a girl in my sorority who had worked for him before he got divorced. And I think that's the key is that she worked for him when he was still performing at the Magic Castle pretty regularly. So she was like his agent kind of, like she like booked him. She managed his schedule and would, like, arrange for him to, like, go do events in Vegas. But as soon as he got divorced, he stopped performing. She didn't understand that that's what had happened. So she was like, yeah, I worked for this guy. And, like, if you're interested in, like, talent management or even, like, publishing, he does a little bit of that. I was like, yeah, those are things I could be interested in. Like, I want to do entertainment. And got there. And the first day I get there, he shows me around his house, which I guess is his office. And I was like, all right, you know. Classic. 
Classic LA. Oh, this like, studio apartment also works as my office and casting room. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that must be normal here. And then he's like, all right, well, do you smoke pot? And so then like 10 minutes later, we're both high. And he, I was like, oh, this is funny. I would think that I would never get the job if I smoked weed. And he was like, oh, sweetheart, you got the job when you walked in the door. And there was this like sinking Ugh. in my stomach that... I just ignored. I'm like, it's a rich person. He paid someone $13 an hour to walk on his back and <laughs> edit his nudes. <laughs> That's, I didn't know. I actually didn't know about the nude thing. I, I didn't realize he asked you to edit photos and it was just his naked body. And it was like him and his ex-wife, which like was extra sad. Oh, and then one day his daughter was there. I guess it was like his day that he had custody and he, and it's clear that the mom had been like putting shit into the kid's head about like what a weirdo he was because he was like, okay, I'm going to be on the phone for a little bit. I need you to watch after her. And the kid is like, why are you here? And I was like, well, I'm interning for your dad. And she was like, but why are you so young? And I was like, uh, because your dad likes to hire college girls to be around him. <laughs> like, as it's coming out of your mouth, you're like, oh, She's no. like, wait, why are you drinking a daiquiri and why are you in a bikini? It's like, it's my job. Why are there cameras in the bathroom? <laughs> wow. And I was like, that's Hollywood, sweetheart. Grow up. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the big leagues, my friend. I just want to know what you know, I guess people are like, what made you want to be a comedian? Basically, like, what trauma did you go through is the real question they're asking. But I wonder how someone becomes a magician, because you don't just pull a dove out of your ass one day, and you're like, oh, this is my calling, you know? It's not like, I had a scarf in my esophagus this whole time. <laughs> like, I just wonder what made this guy become a magician. I mean, maybe when his hair started to go yeah. the way it did, he was like, mm, there's only so many jobs you can have. Yeah. But the fact that he was a bald magician, it's like, you're not a very good magician if you can't make hair reappear. Was his house nice? Yeah, you know what? It was like a really pretty, uh, it was one of those like Victorians down in um, like East Adams, West See, Adams. that's why I think he's rich. He lived in a home in Los Angeles? Yeah, but West Adams in like in 2010. It doesn't matter. It's still property owning. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that he was a successful magician and that's the only reason I took the job is that like this girl, Jackie in my sorority, who I really trusted was like, this guy is legit. Like he's a big magician and it's a cool job and whatever you get to go to shows. I wouldn't have taken it if I, if she was like, he's a weirdo who lives in a weird house. <laughs> he's gonna make you do weird things. I just will never forget him picking you up for the- in his Mazda. Yeah, I thought he was in this really nice sports car in my head because I was drunk. This is my drunk goggles. I was like, ooh, he was in like a Lamborghini. And Kate was like, no, he was in a Mazda sports car. <laughs> but he was like leaning back on it, waiting for Kate. She was 19. He was, how old was he? He's probably like 45 at the time. Yeah, so we're all in game day stuff. And Kate is coming down in this dress. And he's like leaning on the car, like opening. Also, I asked what to wear. And he said LBD. And I didn't know what that was. So I had to Google it. And it was like little black dress. And I was like, <gasps> I know I remember him because he was bald on top balding and had long hair and was like, just so skeezy. And you got into the car, no questions asked. And I was like, <laughs> I am uncomfortable with this. But I felt like I couldn't tell you what to do. It was a weird moment, and I really do regret letting you go, because I, I regret letting you go. Did you take a picture of the license plate? 
No, I, I was wrong from the game. I was just Of like, the Lamborghini? Yeah, I don't think she was going to manage that at the time. Yeah, and part of me, I'm like, maybe I just thought it was fine because he was in a Lamborghini. But now that I know it's a Mazda, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I let you do that. Amber alert. <laughs> yeah, I like, yeah, I should have called the police immediately. But yeah, that year was an interesting one. Because I was thinking about that today. That was the year I interned for Chelsea lately. I got invited to the Christmas party. I got a plus one. So it's like, okay, Kate, you can be my plus one. So we get fucking hammered and we're 19 at the time. We were so drunk at this Christmas party. We got in the photo booth. I'm flashing and showing my butt in the photo booth and just I, leaving the photos around. <laughs> I also not realizing that like the company gets the link to yeah. all of the photos. Yeah. Well, oh so that whole staff saw my tits and ass and, um, yeah, so I was, like, flashing and showing my butt, and then the director, who had always been kind of hitting on me, yeah, invited us back to his hotel room, Ooh. and he was, like, there was an after party, so, like, there was a main party that was, like, this big, you know, like, an, like a, in entertainment, there's always, like, big, like, banquet-style yeah. parties, like, it's, like, you, it's a buffet, it's not really that personal, you don't even see your boss, like, the dance and then there's floor. an after party, where there's, like, all the important people go, and interns shouldn't go. As 19-year-olds, we should not have been there. We were hammered. Yeah. I was half naked for it. Like, it was inappropriate. So it was very awkward. And this guy came, this director who'd been, like, kind of flirting with me, was like, oh, do you want to come to the after party? And me and Kate were like, okay, yeah, let's go. And we get to this hotel room. And it's me and the director and Kate and this other guy who's the warm-up guy. So we were up there. And then the guy takes the Bible out of the... He mentions that he wants to smoke weed and, like, like Hannah said, I was like the cool druggy roommate, so I did have some weed in my purse. <laughs> but in a baggie? Like, who cares a baggie of weed, nothing to smoke out of? I did have a keychain at the time that, like, turned into a little bowl, but it wouldn't be appropriate to share, like, with a boss, you know? Right. Yeah. So this guy is, I'm pretty sure he's in his 40s. Uh, he pulls the Bible out of the bedside table, and he rips it to- the hotel, after all. Yeah, at the hotel, and starts rolling a joint- yeah. And he can't roll it because he's literally 40. So And blackout. Yeah. So we don't even have smoking weed. The warm-up guy is passed out on a chair in a corner. And then he goes, he comes up to me and he was like, you know, if you want to go to the real after party, it's downstairs. But if you do, your friends can't come and you have to stay with me. And I was like, I don't think so. And then he kisses me, and it was, like, the sloppiest, wettest kiss. It was, like, my chin was, like, dripping. It was Ew. so gross. And he leaves because he's I pissed. don't actually know where I was at this point. Maybe talking to the asleep guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where were you? You were probably smoking out of your keychain on the balcony. <laughs> Just, you were probably like, oh, I want to be professional here. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> so he leaves pissed off because I won't go to the after party with him because I'm like, you know, I really want to get into comedy. And if I sleep with this guy, it's going to set the wrong tone. I, was, I mean, in hindsight. Yeah, I probably should have done it. So he ordered a, we ordered a charcuterie board and then the guy who fell asleep, we just drew dicks all over him in Sharpie. Because here we are, 19 year olds in sororities that's yeah. what you do when someone passes out at the party. Yeah. But here he is, a 45-year-old man, a career that he's in. I mean, he's worked his whole life to be here, and we and he wakes up. With dicks with, on his face. With penises on his face. I mean, I mean, to be fair, if you're 45 years old, get it together and don't pass out. Like, get blackout drunk, but, like, 
stay upright. Or don't pass Get out home. with 19 year olds in the room. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually rule number one. And then we took pictures and we were like, ah, ah, like just like pointing to him like this was the funniest thing. He must have felt like such a fucking idiot the next day. When he had to go to work, I think, was it then? So if that was a Saturday night, he had to go on Monday. No, they were off for two weeks after that. But waking up with dicks all over your face after partying with interns and not getting- I'm like being that age now. So like I'm almost 30. And if I had to go anywhere with like even like a faint, like even if I've scrubbed my face, there's like a faint outline of a penis. Someone's going to be like, why were you with children? Yeah. He didn't tell anyone because then no one knew about it. And I was like, yeah, because what is he going to fucking say? He brought interns to a hotel room. Who else would draw dicks on your face? Like, but it's so funny because that whole semester, anytime I'd run into him in the hallway, he would just look at me and be like, fuck you, bitch. I just saw it in his eyes. Like he was like, I fucking hate you. And you're such a stupid little bitch. And I was like, yeah, well. 19. (laughs) But that's the thing with the Me Too movement that I think people don't understand is because like, not to bring it to that, but kind of. It's just, like, we didn't realize how fucked up the situation was at the it's time. It's true. We, like, laughed and drew dicks, but really it was, like, oh, how dark that someone would, like, bring us to a room to fuck us and smoke weed out of a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Adult men are, like, yeah, they're good enough. Yeah, not, like, it's not no, we were good enough. We were way better than those guys. Yeah, yeah. that's, like, adult, adult men. Like, I feel like if they have been, like, 32 to 35 ish it'd be like you know what this is actually sort of fine but the fact that they were late 30s or in their 40s you're like come on what what are you doing i just just know the amount of christmas parties i've been to now like holiday work christmas parties i'm like yeah you do get pretty drunk but there there is an unspoken level i think when you're at those parties you see the interns and you're like ah to be young you're not like i want to fuck that I mean, I still had a good time. I'm not going to lie. We still had oh, a lot of Oh, one of the best parties I've ever been to. Yeah, it was great. We, we, the we snacks were great. It was a good Dan and I were at a time where, like, we were only eating when we were drunk. And right. we looked really good, but we were deeply unhappy. But the snacks at this party were very good. I remember there were egg rolls because the next morning I did have egg rolls in my purse. I had a napkin full of cheese. Yeah. But that's happened to me on multiple occasions. I'll never forget Labor Day two years ago. I went out with our friend fucking Lucy. I woke up in a random man's bed on a work day at six in the morning. And I, I'm like, I have to get the fuck out of here. I'm walking home looking at my purse for all my shit. And there are just breadsticks just full of my in my purse. I know how drunk I was based on the amount of food in my purse. Just Your survival food. instincts kick in. You're like, this might be it. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, this might be it for the next four hours. <laughs> I got to really lock this down. Yeah. Um, okay, well, we can wrap up here. Um, do you have one secret you don't want your mom to know? I feel like I tell my mom most stuff because she just like... Your mom's so sweet. She's just like a such an angel. And anything I do is like the best thing that's ever happened. Like, honestly, I can, like, stay on Zoom and walk into the living room with y'all and be like, I am on acid right now. And she'd be like, Kate, that's crazy. And, like, that's it. Like, she's just, everything I do. So I really don't, like, keep secrets from her because. Didn't you hide your tattoo from her for a long time? Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't know I have a tattoo. They still Uh, know you have a tattoo? No, they don't. And last night I was lying by the fire and, like, my shirt came up a little bit. 
because I'm like heavier than I usually am and my shirts don't fit. And the fire was like creating a shadow. And my dad like grabbed my shirt and goes, what is that? And I was like, I was like getting ready. I, you know, I have like explanations because like I have figured out how it could tie to my grandfather and how it could tie to like my friend in high school's death. I'm like, these are ways that it makes it like really sentimental. It's like the stupidest tattoo ever. But I was like ready to say it. And he was like, oh, it's just a shadow from the fire. And I was like, yeah. So funny. Your mom would be like, Kate, you're so crazy. You did acid. And then a tattoo. She would love the tattoo, but she just would tell my dad. And my dad would be sad because of Leviticus. What's Leviticus? I'm not sure, but it is why he doesn't like tattoos. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I think it's like a verse that is like, thou shalt not mark your body, you know? Yeah. I mean, my mom was pretty upset on the first two, and then I think she just lost all hope. And then after S&M, she was like, all right, bring it on. My mom, because my mom's thing would be like, you will never be able to get a job. But now that I'm like, I'm doing this creative thing, I'm, or I'm doing this creative thing, but like, I'm, I'm like I, an artist, you know, I tell stories about my pussy. So <laughs> voice of a generation, literally, but I'm like, yeah, if you, before I would never get an interview at this point for a bank, they would Google me. And the first thing that would come up would be accidental butt stuff. I'm not qualified for any job anymore. So at this point she's like, this girl's fucked. But I want another one, so. <laughs> they are addictive, and I am fighting it all the time. My mom said she read an article that says, because uh, Miley Cyrus has so many small tattoos. So my mom researched if it's an actual addiction, and she's worried I have one. Mm. Yeah, that's your addiction. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem, mother. <laughs> Why do you think I don't FaceTime her when I'm tripping? <laughs> I wish you would just once, like, group me in on it. I told you when I took an edible next to her in bed, and she was like, I was crying during the witches. And she was like, why are you crying? And I was like, I'm so fucking high right now. And my mom freaked out. She was like, yeah. that's not funny. You wonder why you're depressed. You wonder why you're not in a relationship. I was like, what? How are those connected? <laughs> you the edible, but she's letting out all the emotions. Yeah, you know, just like everything. This is why your second toe is longer than your first one. <laughs> just like the most random. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, why are your elbows so pointy? It's the weed. <laughs> well, I'll let you go because uh, I know you're with the fam, but tell them I say hello. Uh, I will. Do you want to plug your uh, Instagram and Twitter that you don't use? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please follow my Twitter. I think it's like Kate M. Loveless. I know that my Instagram is Kate M. Loveless, and it's pretty cute. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.